from Hampton. Fifth time that Steph Orton's got her hands on that trophy. Second season running that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weir. A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weir. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weir. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma. Thanks for listening. Following the international break, Manchester City women returns to action in the Barclays FAWSL. They travel to Meadow Park on Sunday where they will face Arsenal. For this week's episode, I'm joined by Dave from the OSC as we look ahead to Sunday's game and how City will be looking to bounce back following recent results. But first, hear from head coach Gareth Taylor speaking ahead of Sunday's game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough game for us, but it's a good game for us, I think, to have. You know, when we played Arsenal last season, I think, you know, three or four occasions we played them, you know, we were we were successful in terms of result and in terms of the way we performed. That's the, the encouraging part for us. Uh, we're a little bit light in certain areas of, of the pitch in terms of availability of players, but I see it as a really good challenge for us. Yeah, and unfortunately, Steph had to return from camp quite early. She's, she's in a boot currently with an Achilles issue. We don't know the kind of time frame on it if we're honest, but um, I don't think it's going to be especially short. We're hoping hoping it's not going to be very long. So, yeah, that was obviously disappointing. And then we're still currently assessing Alex. Uh, Alex had an issue as well. So, um, again, not ideal. You know, I think on the other side of it, Kira's getting a little bit closer. I'm not too sure if Sunday will be too soon. It looks like we, we potentially lost three players since our last game, which was obviously Esme and, and Steph and, and maybe Alex. Uh, Haley Rasso is, is still struggling a little bit as well. So hopefully that one won't, won't be too much longer because she wasn't available. But Caroline Weir is is back, is is looking quite good. You know, there's some good news. And like I say, hopefully Kira won't be too far away. I think Esme's got a real bright future in front of her. We really value her at the club. She's probably one of the players that you don't want to lose as much as you never want to lose any players. But I think someone like Esme, we've only got a few within the group that are capable of playing in a number of positions. So uh, when you have times like these, having an Esme available is is vital. We've lost that. Uh, you know, a surgery was successful. She's uh, full of you know spirit again, looking forward to returning. We're just going to have to be patient with that. The fact that Lauren won Young Player of the Season for pretty much half a season, so there's obviously a lot of work that went into that for Lauren in that first half of the season when she was rehabbing. You know, she made sure she got really strong, really agile, really quick in in uh, in the sessions that she was working to, so that she had the best best chance of not re-injuring herself, especially with the high energy game that she brings for us. I can see I can see the viewpoint from people who are not more or less on the front line and not working with players day to day and not having had the Olympics this summer. They got pushed back due to. COVID-19 last year. So with that, obviously then we've now got the European Championships, which are this summer coming as well. And you just need to look at where these players are going to get some downtime. I think, you know, especially the way the game is progressing in terms of how fast it's becoming, how physical it's becoming. I think it's there's high demands on players. And, you know, unfortunately, we're in a moment where we're seeing those players breaking down. And that's not what you want. You know, you want the very best players to have the very best ability to be able to play in these tournaments. So, you know, from our point of view, like I said previously, I think it's something that needs to be considered. Um, I understand that there'll be other 
governing bodies who probably want to really push this thing. But I think that has to be first and foremost foremost in people's minds is player welfare. You know, I think it's when, when you have trying times and your back's against the wall, that's when you really see what people are about. And I've always said that when the going gets tough, you've got kind of one or two options on what are you going to do? And, uh, you know, that's great to hear that the players have got that mentality. I certainly have. You know, we can we can harp on about our our injury situation. We can harp on about the, the game scheduling, all of these things. But at the end of the day, we, we want to go out and be successful. And we understand that that's going to be, you know, high volume of games at times, particularly when your squad is not, you've not got huge player availability. I think in these moments is where you really find out about yourself. So it's exciting. I, I, I enjoy the challenge. The players are enjoying the challenge and, and we're looking forward to this big challenge we have on Sunday. I think, um, you know, they played two games already, won both, um, are yet to play at the venue we're about to play. So they played away at Reading and they played at the Emirates in the first game. Well, I think firstly, I mean, when you change a manager, we've seen that can bring a little bit of turbulence and that can also bring a little bit of a lift. They've, they look a little bit more aggressive in, in what they do. They try to play. I always thought that they had an identity under, under Joe um, of, of trying to do the right things and trying to play the right way. But I think one of the most important things is that there was minimal, minimal surgery in the summer with players leaving. Uh, they had retained a lot of their players who were out of contract. And I think that gives you a bit of a better understanding. I think when you have a new manager and a lot of new players come into the club, that can really take time for those players to, to bet in. So I think it's, you know, he's in a, in a good position and they made a decent start, like we said. But, you know, we know that the season is long. They've got European competition as well to, to look forward to. And that can bring, it's obviously drains on the, on the resources of the squad as well. So I think it's, uh, it's important that we stay in the hunt, stay in the, stay in the chase. And, and we need to obviously go out and, and Im, impose ourselves on the opposition. <laughs> yeah, no, Vicky's, um, Vicky obviously is probably seems a lifetime ago that she was playing for Arsenal. Um, but I'm sure obviously there'll be some feelings for her going into this, into this game. With Ruby, I think she's uh, experienced being out on loan last season, so she didn't spend a huge amount of the season last year with Arsenal. But again, yeah, she's been great in the way she's operated with us. She's been um, really aggressive in the way she's gone about things and, and really knocking on the door, like you say. So, you know, we need that. We understand she's a young player. If she gets the opportunity on Sunday, then I'm sure she'll be ready and yeah, I think it's important that we give young players obviously time to grow and, and time to develop. And sometimes that might look like more game time or less game time. Um, but I think, you know, regardless, having someone like Ruby here around the more senior players we have in the uh, in the setup, particularly the, the England players as well, which, you know, there's that link there. She's just been away with the under-19s as well with England. So I think she's uh, she's moving in the right direction. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we've... They face this player many times. It's, uh, it's you know it's a quality striker. There's no doubt about that. But we have our own really good players here, which we we hold in high regard. And um, yeah, I think it's uh, for for us. It's a team game. We need to make sure that the team is functioning really well. We never rely on individuals. We we obviously enjoy individual moments of brilliance that can make the difference in big games. But I think the team. The team emphasis for us is is number one, and it always will be. We need to look at defending as a as a whole, not just as the back four or back three or back five or goalkeeper included in that. I think our defending starts from the front. You know, whatever our 
game plan is. Everybody needs to understand it and work to it and, in, and engage and, and understand that. I've always said that defending starts from the front line. Um, so I think it's making sure everyone takes that responsibility and in order to give ourselves the best chance. It's the first time I've lost two games on the bounce. So from that perspective, people might look at it that way. But I think, you know, there's a lot of factors that have gone into it. But one of the most pleasing things for me is that in both those games, we did lose against Real and then against Spurs home here. There was obviously some decisions went against us, but I thought that, you know, we we played really good football in in large parts of the, both of those games. We just didn't get it right in the in the final bit. I think in terms of the way we work and the way we operate and the processes that we stick to, I think really allows us to kind of judge whether we're being successful or not. Success obviously is ultimately based on winning games, but I think it's always a good yardstick to have and, and to use as perspective when we see the way we build in terms of our build-up play and, and then obviously arriving in the final third. And then we know that obviously the final third is the really important part and that's where games have, are won and lost. So, you know, from that perspective, there are some real positives. If it were both games we lost where we didn't look like we were going to score goals or didn't look like we were building in, in the right manner, then you would probably be a little bit more concerned. But it takes time. We, we changed a lot of players in the summer. Um, we've obviously lost a lot of players to injury as well. I'm kind of excited about when we get the players back fit. I think, you know, I've always said that there'd potentially be players who come back and then we might lose others. That's the nature of football. But I think, you know, it's, it's actually really exciting when you look at all of the players and the quality of players that we haven't got available at the moment. What we'll be like when, when those players do return. Look, we always go out to try and win the game. Uh, I've, never, I've never played to draw a game. I think, you know, that's not me being uh, foolish or gung-ho. And there's certainly be moments in a game where when it's looking more and more like a draw that we need to make sure that we secure that. So I don't want to make it sound like we're really gung-ho, but game management is important. But I think our um, our game plan on Sunday is to go out and win the game. You know, for, for us, there's nothing to fear. We know Arsenal are a good team, but we're a good team as well. And we need to obviously try and put as many wins on the board as we can between now and the end of the season. I don't think a draw would be a disastrous result, but we, we go out to try and win if we can. And um, and that's what I want to see from my players on, on Sunday is fight and determination. And, you know, sometimes the game is not pretty. Sometimes we can't play the football that we want to play, but we need to equally be able to do that to the opposition as well. So I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for us to really show what we're about. Uh, and we're looking forward to that challenge. I'm Lauren Hemp and you're listening to MCW Fancast. Dave, how are you? Are you okay? I'm fine, thanks, Emery. I hope you are too. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Looking forward to Sunday? Yeah, with trepidation. It's a tough, tough place to go at the best of times. And obviously with the situation we're in at the moment, we have uh, injury concerns and Arsenal are flying. So, But it's, it's one of those fixtures you look forward to. It's one of the fixtures we missed the most when we couldn't go last season. It's always a great day out. Um, so yeah, I am looking forward to it. Off of the back of an international break, and obviously we know that Steph um, was ruled out for the two games uh, for the England camp. Uh, came back to the club. Don't know too much about her injury, but obviously we saw Alex Greenwood go off last night as well. It's a worry. The only word I've heard so far on Alex from last night was that it was more of a precautionary move. That's what the England manager said after the game. So hopefully. That's not too serious. But as you say, the injury list is unbelievable. It's a full team. 
of international class players that, that are unavailable at the moment. So like you really can really put together a starting eleven of yeah. injured players. It's crazy. I mean, we've never been in a situation like this before. Um, Peter Simpson, I mean, he sent a question in for the podcast today saying, why so many injuries? We've never had a, a season like it. Is it that we're just unlucky? Or, you know, people have been talking about the Olympics and the impact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, managing well, injuries and recovery, is that playing its part? Recovery is a massive part, isn't it? That's, that's one thing. The lack of a pre-season could be one of the reasons without a doubt. We can't count it on some of them, obviously. Lucy's injury was one that she was carrying towards the end of last season and needed the op. Uh, Chloe, with that really unfortunate injury at the end of last season. So it's not... The, the lack of pre-season in the Olympics aren't the only reasons, but everything... And Millie, Millie Davis is another one that had an operation in the summer. Um, so it's not the only reason, but certainly the lack of pre-season does seem to be a talking point amongst... Uh, Fans and, and and Gareth himself has mentioned that he never he's never known they had to go straight into that Madrid game on the back of um, the Olympics. It was obviously forced upon the club because it was a one-off. The Olympics, as we all know, should have been last year. They were moved to this summer, probably a little bit later in the summer than they would have been if they'd taken place in 2020. Um, so, you know, it is a little bit unlucky that everything seems to have conspired against us because we have so many international players. Um, and you're talking most of the players that are out would be first choice players. You're talking, you know, class international players like Lucy, Kira, Ellie. There's a lot of good players missing there. Any team would miss them. Um, but it is what it is for Sunday. We've got to get on with what we've got. And hopefully, fingers crossed, some of them will be back. We don't know, as you say, about Steph. We don't know about Alex. I mean, obviously, at the time of recording, we've not heard from Gareth Taylor. He's not done his pre match um, presser yet. So, any kind of information with regards to those players that might be coming back, that might be available to him, we don't really know yet. So we're a little bit in the dark about that. But like you yeah. said, Sunday, it's the hopes that he might have a few more options available to him. Yeah, hopefully it would be like Sunday night gives him, you know, as late as possible maybe to see what the injuries, the, the ones that come back from international carrying, such as Alex, is it is it something that can be patched up or not? I'm sure they'll have a good look at that. They've had Steph back since before the first one, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll know. It'll be interesting to see what Gareth says. I'm not sure when his press conference is. Um, as you say, as we're recording this, it hasn't happened yet, so we, we don't know where we stand, so it's hard to speculate. Um, if we do <laughs> have to use... Typically, Dave, it'll be on Friday when the podcast goes out. <laughs> yeah, 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 it will. And hopefully we'll, we'll get some good news in that, that some of them are back. If not, then we're going to have to make do and mend with what we've got because, you know, you've still got to play the game. You've still got to get on with it. So I think, well, you know, there are alternatives. I know um, some people have been asking me if Ruby Mace will play. Um, yes, it's a possibility that she will. We haven't seen Ruby play yet. Obviously, coming from Arsenal, I know the contact I've had with some Arsenal fans and spoke about Ruby. They all speak really highly of her uh, and feel that she's going to be, you know, a real player. So, you know, this might be her time to shine. Alana Kennedy will obviously be in the squad. And it could mean, as we've seen before, someone like Georgia or Janine filling in at fullback and things like that. But as you say, it's dangerous to speculate as we speak now because we don't know the actual squad he's got available. So it's hard to, it's hard to speculate, really. Yeah, it is hard to speculate. I think for me at the moment with the right-back situation, I'd rather see Stanway drop into 
to that right back role. I mean, it's it's hard if you're obviously choosing between Becky, but I really like seeing Becky play in her preferred position because I feel that's where she's best played and best suited. And that's where we see the best of her. Yeah, and I'd like to see maybe if necessary, if we haven't got um, Steph fit, then I'd like to maybe see, um, as you say, Stanway at right back, Janine playing more forward and maybe someone like Jill could come in and play in midfield and give us that older heavy midfield. I mean, Jill's not really played much at this season. I'd like to see a, um, a steady in the hand in that midfield if we've got some younger players playing. And I think Jill would be ideal for that. But again, it's it's, it's all down to Gareth's got fit and we're not sure who that's going to be yet. But um, we know there's certain players definitely out. So you just we've just got to wait and see because it is difficult. But one thing's for sure, it's going to be a tough game because Arsenal are flying. And yeah. they've got an ex. I mean, their their front line is scary at the best of times. You know, Miedema and uh, Beth Mead in such great form. They've got Nikita Paris, who we know all about. So there's there's, there's going to be a tough test, whoever plays, because Arsenal, has, you know, started the season really well. So um, you know, we need to be at, we need to be at our best, really. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there. You know, a couple of of Arsenal fans asking the question. We had one from Ryan on Twitter saying, obviously with regards to the injury problems, is it Ruby Mace's time to shine and will she make us forget letting her go? I mean, you know, we've we've seen most of our new signings uh, play a part already this season. Uh, Philippa came on um, for Esme against Tottenham and I, I thought she did really well, to be honest. She looked quite bright yeah. and, you know, she got stuck in, you know, obviously you never want to sort of go straight into a game kind of yeah. thing that in, in the situation that obviously Esme went off and Philippa came on, but, you know, she did a good job, I thought. And, you know, it'd be nice to see probably Ruby come into the squad and, and see, you know, what type of player she is for those that, you know, perhaps don't know that much about her. Yeah, well, I think she's definitely one for the squad for Sunday, no matter what, what happens with these injuries. We know certain players aren't going to be back. So I think Ruby's definitely in his thinking for the squad. As to whether she starts or not, yeah, you know, obviously depends on who's fit and who's not. But it, as I say, I've had a, a contact on Twitter with a few Arsenal fans, and when they released her to us, they were very disappointed because they felt that she was definitely one for the future, a good player um, who'd shown real potential to be, you know, top class. So I do look forward to seeing her. Um, ideally, I'd like to have seen her in a less trying game to start with. Because uh, Arsenal away, you could argue, you know, certainly one of the two or three hardest games of the season. So it will be a baptism of fire for her if she does play. But yeah, I'm sure, you know, she'll rise to the occasion. And like I say, she's very, very well regarded with by the Arsenal fans as a good player. So I look forward to seeing her. That's for sure. Yeah. Is it, does it make Sunday more difficult, obviously, coming back from the international break and, and looking to pick up points that, you know, we dropped against Tottenham. Obviously, the two defeats in the on the bounce, if you count that, of of Champions League against Real Madrid. Will you be hoping that we can can go to Meadow Park, even though we know it's a, a really tough place for City to go to and, and get points? You know, should we be looking to to try and pick up the three points and and give it everything? Yeah, definitely. You've got to try and you've got to go into every game to try and win it without a doubt. Um, but as I say, the way they've started. It's probably one of the hardest games of the season. They're, they're going to be good this season, Arsenal. You can see that. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough, tough game, definitely. That I put it up there with Chelsea away as probably the hardest two fixtures of the season. And it's been that. It always has been tough. It's You know, I've seen us win there. I've seen us lose there. Uh, when we've won there, we've had to play exceptionally well. Last season, when there was no fans, we, we won there. 
I remember winning there one year, 1-0, one um, when we were both going for the title. Uh, I remember Tony Duggan scoring a classic there. And all the times we've won that have been great close games. We've ne- no one's ever, we've never gone there and like rolled them over or anything like that. It's always been tight. I expect the same on Sunday. Um, if we're to get a result, I think it will be tight. Where everyone will have to play so, so well. Does it make it harder that we've lost games before it? Probably not because, you know, every game stands on its own. But it does make it harder. <laughs> what does make it harder is obviously we haven't got what we consider to be our first choice squad. To take there, that without a doubt makes it harder. And, uh, you know, Arsenal pretty much have got their first choice squad. So no doubt they'll be favourites for the game, but that might suit us. That might just suit us. And backs to the wall, sometimes, you know, you can put in a performance that really, really resonates. And, uh, you know, you dig in and you hold on and you get something out of the game. But it is a tough, tough game. There's no two ways about it. There's no point saying it isn't. I'm just, I'm just sat here trying to think. I don't, I can't think off the top of my head in a, in the WSL specifically, if we've actually drew them in the league, I think it's it's been a win or a loss. I, I can't think of a time where. Yeah, I think you might be right there. I mean, I'm thinking uh, certainly at Meadow Park. Uh, I've seen us lose a couple of County Cup ties there. Um, I've seen us win a few league games and lose a few league games. Can't think of a draw. We in the County Cup itself. Obviously, we beat them and lost to them in the finals. I know there's been a fair few of. 2-1 either way either yeah. way there's always right. little to separate yeah. the two teams beat, I would consider last season when we beat them 2-1 and Lauren got the winner with that header uh, that was probably our best performance last season I yeah, thought we were outstanding yeah. that day I think that performance I think we spoke about that on the season review was for me a bit of a game changer that game that, that, was, that was an outstanding performance yeah, definitely we picked up our momentum and we, we were mm. like yeah we can we can really compete and and it, it was an outstanding performance on the day. It was it was. I mean, Chloe Kelly was outstanding that day, and unfortunately, we know Chloe won't be there Sunday. But um, you know, we, we've still got we've still got match winners on the pitch. We've got you know Janine Becker. We've got Lauren Hemp. You know, these these players can win games. So if Arsenal aren't at it at all, we can definitely still get something. I'm not being pessimistic about it because I've seen these players win games and I know they can do it. So I'm going to go there optimistic, see what we can get. Yes, they're favourites for the game, without a doubt. They're at home. They're playing really well. They've got great players. But so have we. We've got great players as well. And hopefully that, you know, the break from league action might have done us the world of good after a defeat. And, uh, you know, we against Tottenham, we, were, we finished sluggish, but we started well. So what we've got to try and do is, is, is keep, start well and keep it going. Because we started well enough against Spurs. We got the early goal. Yeah, we can get the early goal, set the tempo, and the the the, the winning goal shouldn't have been allowed. You know, there's no two ways about it. It was on ball, but you know, we didn't play well. We didn't play well in the second half of that game. There's, there's no getting away from it. Whatever the factors are, Gareth talked about like, the lack of preseason and things like that. But whatever the factors is, you know, I'll leave that to better qualified people than me to discuss. But we didn't play well in the second half, and and Tottenham did and defended very well. They hung in there. Tottenham, the goalkeeper, made two great saves in the first half, which if they'd gone in, we could have been well clear and got away with it. We didn't, and we got beat. It's the first time we've lost at home for a long time in, in the league, and we've got to start again. There's nothing we can do about that game now. We've got to look to Sunday and uh, start again. But yeah, if we can start, if we can play like we started in the first, say, 15, 20 minutes against Tottenham, but keep it going for the 90, then you've got a good performance in there, definitely. Um, like I say, first half against Tottenham, I think we were all quite satisfied. We got an early goal. And their goalkeeper made, as I say, two great saves to stop it being, you know, us being further ahead. 
we all anticipated us to come out second half and, and push on again and get like the second goal. And then when they equalised, it sort of swung the pendulum of the game. And uh, but you know Tottenham played well on the day and probably deserved you know something out of the game in the end. Could have done without the handball goal going in against us though. I mean Arsenal's form at the moment heading into this game is pretty unbelievable and mm-hmm. you know they're playing really well as you said this season you know they've made some really good signings Nikita Paris obviously returning to the WSL from Lyon uh, to Arsenal she's it's annoying <laughs> it's annoying that we're gonna we've got to go there and, and you know Keats is there but you know she's obviously bedded in really well and just it, like she'd never been away from the WSL yeah, I was surprised at the um, the lack of clamour. I mean, I mentioned, you know, I'd have, when she was rumoured to be leaving Leon, I remember asking people, would you have her back at City? Because I would have done personally. But some people said to me, well, not really, no. I thought, well, she's a goal scorer. You know, she just is a goal scorer. Whatever you think about Keith, she gets a lot of goals. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult to see a player that we've that we've supported like that play against us. But that's what it is on Sunday. And yeah, she's she's dangerous. And you put her with the form you you're saying about Arsenal's form. Um, I've only seen the highlights of the game, sort of thing that they've played. But both games of the write ups and the highlights suggest Beth Mead's back to her best form. Uh, and she's played well for England as well, Beth. So you know she's a good provider for people like Miedema and Keats. So yeah, that's that's a great front line. And then you've got strong midfield. You've got Jennifer Beatty at the back as well. There's another former blue who we all, you know, idolised when she was at City. So it'll be nice to see her play again. And uh, yeah, it's it's certainly going to be a tough. Wherever you look at it, they've, they've started well. Arsenal, they've got a good side. I think their their Champions League um, their Champions League win gave them a flying start to the season. And then obviously beating Chelsea, um, great great result. Uh, so they've started on fire and, you know, they'll be looking to continue it, won't they? Yeah. And obviously under new management as well, with Jonas coming mm. in. And do you mm. think he's had an impact on the squad and that mindset? Because there does seem to be that little bit more of a cohesiveness where there was, you know, come the summer, there was a lot of sort of sort of niggles and, you know, just bits going on behind the scenes and sort of people questioning kind of, you know, with Medium are going to stay, uh, yeah. Leah Williamson, you know, she signed that new deal, but wasn't too sure how long she committed to the club for. And it just seems like things have really started to come back together again as a team and, and Arsenal are, are sort of becoming a, a force to be reckoned with again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, I saw an interview with Beth Mead on the Women's Football Show uh, and she was saying that he's he's pretty much the opposite of the last manager. Um, you know, in his style and how he, and maybe sometimes that that is a great thing for a player like a, a fresh brew and comes in. You know, it was just time for a change. Last manager was successful there. You know, he did well. Um, Montenegro was it? For, for, they got him from Melbourne City, didn't they? The last one, um, and, and he did well. But it seems like you say there was a little bit of um, unrest, and Arsenal weren't themselves last season. Um, they were up, quite up with City and Chelsea, and that's quite rare because you know. They're such a good side. They're always at the top, aren't they? They're always challenging. So they look like they're back. And, and from what Beth Mead said in your eyes saw, the players seem to buy into what he's what he's brought. He's, he seems very enthusiastic, wasn't he? He's up and down the touchline. He's yeah. celebrating the goals on his knees. And yeah. you know, all managers are different with the way they handle. He seems to wear his heart on his sleeve. And he's pretty much the opposite to the last manager. And maybe the players love that. 
and they've enjoyed it. I would imagine it's probably changed the way they train and everything. It's quite rare to see a manager like that these days. I'm not just talking about men's game, men's game as well. You know, somebody that obviously expresses themselves in the way that he does. And it's quite refreshing, I think. You've got your reserve managers who don't do, you know, it's all going on in the head, but they don't look, you know, like, you know, look calm on the outside. You've got ones who kick every ball, like um, Klopp does that, doesn't he? And he's watching Liverpool, Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp, you know, he celebrates, he punches the air when they score and stuff. Whereas other managers, you know, they don't flinch, but they're probably just as happy. But, you know, there's room for both, definitely. But the guy at Arsenal just seemed, comes with a good track record. The players, from what Beth said, seem to really enjoy what he's brought. And it's like a fresh broom sweeping clean and they're all raring to go. And they certainly started the season well. Um, they've got a good draw in the Champions League, which they've, they've won and gone through. So that'll have picked them all up. Well, great, you know, because you want to be in the Champions League. And uh, to beat Chelsea. And you know, if they beat us on Sunday, they will definitely consider it to be a fantastic start because they'll beat the two main rivals for the title. Yeah. You know, and that's all you can... You know yourself, those games can be so pivotal. Come the end of the season, those can be the games that make you second or champions. So if they can beat us on Sunday as well, from their point of view, they'll be flying. Obviously, Sunday offers a little bit something different in terms of a tactical game (laughs) and I remember always speaking to Nick and Nick always said you know to win to win against Arsenal you've got to look to Miedema you've got to isolate her but it kind of seems there are a lot of players within that Arsenal squad at the moment that you've got to think about definitely as we were saying before they've got such a good strong attack they've got a really strong midfield um so they create a lot I mean, um, you know, Leah Williamson, Kim Little, Ford, they're all good players. You could name them all, and they're all great players. Then you've got the attack we mentioned before, you know, so it's going to be tough. It's the sort of game, if you're going to win, as we said before, you, we've got to dig in, and everyone's got to be at it and really, really get stuck in and, and, and play as a team. I think we definitely need to play as a team, and it'll definitely need to be for 90 minutes to get a result. But we can do that. Um, we've done it before, but um, it will be tough because Arsenal are such a good side. I'm not going to sit here and, and say they're not because I know they are. They've got great players who are in great form. And I've, obviously after Arsenal, uh, we've got a, a really quick turnaround again because then we're thinking FA Cup. FA Cup, so that's Wednesday, isn't it, Leicester? So, yeah, I mean, again, it could depend. Those extra two or three days could make a big difference to someone being back in the squad. Uh, obviously, we'd have to take stock after Arsenal because, as you mentioned before, a massive part of the modern game is recovery and you don't get much recovery in certain weeks. So there's that to take into account. But, yeah, the Leicester game's massive, yeah, because uh, it's the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. You're only two games away from Wembley. Um, Leicester will think exactly the same. So, yeah, it's, it's a big. that's another big game, one after the other. And if we don't get the result on Sunday, they're going to need picking up for Wednesday because Wednesday is important, especially... If we if we feel that we lose something, we're falling behind in the in the league. Then for me personally, the cups become even more important. Yeah. You think, well, let's have a cup run because a cup run picks you up. A Wembley final. There's a chance of two FA Cups this season. We're in the quarterfinals of the first one, so let's go for it. Um, but again, it won't be easy because Leicester we're thinking exactly the same thing. They're only two games from Wembley, so we'd have to wait and see on the squads. Again, it's difficult for us to speculate. Like even on Sunday, never mind next Wednesday, about the team because we don't know who's fit. It's, it is, like you said, it's really hard. And the mm-hmm. games are, even though we've been on an international break, obviously thick and fast. I mean, 
you know, <laughs> last season with Gareth was talking about how they, they like the quick turnarounds, but I guess if they gave him an extra week, he'd take it at the minute. <laughs> yeah, I think he would at the moment. I mean, he could he can't have no matter what he thought about preseason, Olympics, whatever, he cannot have speculated for this injury list. It's unbelievable. I saw Molly Hudson last night listed our injuries, and there was that many, she forgot one of them. She didn't put Millie Davies on it, who probably, given that Millie came into the squad last season when we had a few injuries, would have been now playing. After she did that, I blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you can't, you can't calculate for an injury list this long. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, you can't avoid it at the moment either because every other tweet is going up talking about Man City's injuries. Yeah. It, it's, it's not an excuse. We, I mean, you, you, people would say you're using it as an excuse if you get beat, but it is an excuse because most of them would be blamed. That's a fact. Mm. You know what I mean? So other teams whinged last season when they had long long injury lists. Yeah, I mean, so, Arsenal had a lot of injuries last season. They did. they did. And, you know, other teams moaned like mad, didn't they, after Christmas because they, they had a long injury list. It is what it is, though. You know, we've still got to play. But, yeah, is it a, is it a factor? Of course it is, yeah. Without a doubt, because most of them would be starting the game if they were fit. Let's see what things look like on Friday. Hopefully, we'll get some good yeah. news from Gareth Taylor. Hopefully, there'll be players that have been out injury in, injured, sorry, and will be back available uh, for selection. Or if I hope so. on the bench, <laughs> give us a bit more in terms of options. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we have the players that have been that are available to us at the moment are still quality players. Mm. They're still professional enough to be able to go out and, and do a job and get a job done. Uh, obviously, we didn't see that against Tottenham. It was a, a really bad day uh, and a really bad game, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they'll have had plenty of time to think about that and, you know, hopefully we'll shift the mindset upon returning to, to the club following the international break. You know, we've still got time to prepare um, and get the team back together and, and hopefully work on a few things as well. It'd be great if we could have a few of them back, if Caroline Weir could be fit or... Um, Alex's injury isn't too bad. It make a big difference because it's a lot of experience going into the team then as well. Um, you know, it helps all the other players pull through. See players like that alongside you. So hopefully Steph as well. We don't we don't know the, the level of the injuries. Like you say, we'll find that out on Friday. Uh, people listening to this podcast, you know, might by the time you listen to the podcast, you might know yourselves because you might have seen it what what the situation is, and we might you know we might be doom and gloom here, and it might pick up a little bit. So. You know, we'll see. But whoever's there, we'll be there. We'll be supporting them. And we'll give it, you know, the 11 players that come out on that pitch will get full support and we'll go for it. Because that's what we do. Definitely. Proper, proper away day, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a late one. And I know you've got a little bit of travel information. For I that. have, yeah. It's, um not done this for a while. We haven't done this for two years, have we? It's a fantastic away day. Arsenal away is one of the games you look forward to. It's a shame that it's as late as it is because a lot of people can't go because they've got to get back to you know, school and work Monday morning. Uh, unfortunately, that's the side effect of it being on Sky TV in, on Sunday evening. Um, and also, I believe the Arsenal fans are not too happy because Arsenal men are at home at half past four to Spurs as well. And I've seen a few of them saying they're not going to be able to make the game because of that. So, you know, it's the TV schedule. It's an old enemy. But women's football, these TV schedules, we've spoke about it many times, but yeah. So, yes, as you say, Emma, it's a 6.45 kickoff live on Sky TV. I'll give you the full address of where they play, 
we haven't done this for a while, so some people might not have all this detail. So Arsenal women play at Meadow Park, which is Boreham Wood FC's ground. And the full address is Browhinge Road, Boreham Wood. And the sat-nav code for anyone that needs it is WD65AL. Um, tickets are available at the moment online on Arsenal. If you go on arsenal.com and select the women's section, it's nice and easy to navigate to it. You can buy tickets, you buy them, and then they send you an email, which you print at home yourself. Um, there's category one, which is reserved seating in the main stand, which I think seems to be more or less sold out now. Um, category two is unreserved seating in the west stand, which is opposite where the dugouts are, or standing behind the goal on the terracing. And as I say, it's unreserved. Uh, that tends to be where we gather. So any City fans that come and want to come and sit with us, that's where we'll be in the west stand. Um, that's that's unreserved. You book it and print it yourself. There will be tickets available on the day, I'm told, by Arsenal, providing it doesn't sell out. And given the, the time and the fact that Arsenal men are at home, I don't think it will sell out. So anyone that can't print their own, you should be okay if you turn up early to buy a ticket on the day. The prices are £8 and £4 for seniors and children. However, if you buy online per transaction, there is a £1.95 handling charge as well. Not per ticket, but per transaction. So just bear that in mind. The turnstiles, if anyone hasn't been before, you can go in either on the main car park of the ground itself, which is, takes you into the, um, the south stand, but you can walk around the whole ground once you're inside, or you can go in off the Brook Road car park as well, which is on the other side of the ground. There's two sets of turnstiles. Either of them you can go in no matter where you sat because you can walk around the whole ground. Talking of parking, for anyone that's not been, there is no parking whatsoever at the ground. It's a very small car park. And it's staff and players only. So there's no parking whatsoever for supporters at the ground. However, there is a car park literally two minutes away, which is free on a Sunday. Uh, Most of you who've been before will know it, but I'll give the details anyway. It's the Brook Road car park. It's literally two minutes away. Um, And the sat-nav code for that is WD65HJ. And that's where I would advise anyone to park because it's quite close. It's free. And it's, uh, you know, uh, it's the handiest one. Um, there is train travel. Anyone that doesn't know, Boreham Woods Ground is right next to um, L Street Television and Movie Studios where all your big films are made. Um, Star Wars, James Bond and all that's made literally around the corner. So um, the train station there is L Street and Boreham Woods Station. You get off there and it's only five, ten minute walk to the ground as well. If anyone's coming on on the train. The programmes are available inside and outside the ground usually and are £2.50. And that's all the info that I have. If anyone has any specific questions, if they DM us or get in touch with us on Twitter, mcwfc underscore osc, I will endeavour to find out any answers that you would that you want. Um, but most of the stuff you would need if it's on arsenal.com. There's disabled tickets, there's children's tickets, there's adult tickets. You go on arsenal.com, select the women's team section and it says buy tickets. Go on there and it's pretty simply laid out for everybody to see and that's what i'd advise you do but i would advise people to buy the tickets in advance if possible don't want anyone being left out on the day even though they had said they'll sell them on the day you really really wouldn't want to trek all the way down to london and get there and then not be able to get a ticket so yeah definitely advanced purchase is a yeah yeah definitely uh, and that's it. As you say, it's the first time we've done a travel travel uh, update for a while. Those of you who've been before and know what you're doing, those that you haven't, I'll just give the sat-nav code once again, WD65AL. And that's uh, Meadow Park, Boreham Wood. 
Thanks. Nice round. Yeah, it is a nice round. I can't make it, obviously, because of work and getting back. Yes. So Disappointing. A lot, of reason, a lot of the reason why many fans can't make the trip as well. Just no, that's it. Yeah, we've. Uh, it's it's difficult because it's such a late one. You're going to be very very late back, and some people have got early starts Monday morning, and then that's unfortunately the side effects of these games being on TV at the, at the times they're at. But that, as I said to you, Emma, that's an argument we've had many times, isn't it, over the past? I'm glad it's on Sky Sports, though. I have been really impressed with the coverage, to be honest. Yeah, so. yeah I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been at most of the games they've shown so far, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. You know, they're doing it properly and covering it well. So anyone that can't go, at least you can sit and watch the game and you know cheer us on from home. And then we we're just going to talk about the OSC's brand new handbook that's out for the season. Uh, do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Because that's available to purchase for fans. It is indeed, yeah. We uh, launched it at the last home game against Spurs and, and sold a lot. Uh, a lot of people came over and bought one of us. Um, it's again compiled by Andrew Walden, the renowned City author. He's put together, obviously, it was a little bit harder this year because we weren't at the games last season. So, you know, we like to split, split the yearbook into two sections, basically. There's like a review of, of the previous season. And then we have a lot of fans' features and things looking forward to new season and, you know, articles that fans have written for us. So there's articles from journalists, there's articles from supporters. With, um, there's uh, some obituaries, unfortunately, of uh, some loved friends that we've lost over over the uh, last year or so. And then Andy's done a full review of last season, looking back at it, looking back at the fixtures, the games, looking back at the uh, EDS sections, how the youth team did and things like that. All the usual Things are in there. Um, got a lovely bespoke cover, as usual, designed by Leslie Ross. This time it's Ellie Roebuck with the FA Cup, if anyone's seen it. Um, I'll post post a few pictures on Twitter. Uh, and it's available, yeah, you can buy it from us direct. Um, it's £10 a copy, or we can, um, you know, you, you can buy it from us at a game, or you can order one online. We do about two post runs a week, uh, usually at the start and the end of the week. We've been sending a few out. And we just charge £2 for UK postage anywhere in the UK as well, if, if you order it online. So um, what I will say, it's probably thicker than usual this year because we've uh, we, we've overcompensated. We've not been at the games last year. We, we've wrote more articles and, we, and Andy thought, well, well, we'll put them in and because people are taking time to write them and, and we'll get them in there. So hopefully people enjoy it. Yeah, brilliant. It's, it's a great handbook. I've not got a copy yet, but I will pick up one soon. Um, I've obviously seen a few people with them at the games and stuff and had a quick flip through. So yeah, it's 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 a great book, great companion for the season as well, and and great to obviously keep and just to sort of reminisce about <laughs> reminisce yeah. on seasons gone by as well. Yeah, it's good. I've got that. This is the fourth one we've done now, so it's building up a nice uh, library on the bookshelf, you know, yeah. and um, nice covers by Leslie every year, trying to keep them quite uniform. So that yeah, yeah, it's great that people contribute and. Uh, We'll be doing one again next year and we'll be asking for articles off people this year as the season goes on and what have you. So, yeah. No, that's brilliant, Dave. Yeah. Right, so just before you do go, let's get a cheeky prediction then for Sunday's game. Ooh, I'll, be positive and, I'll be positive and say it's going to be back to the wall and we'll get a draw. Um, you said we've never had a draw, so let's say we do one. Two all. I know we've not had a draw recently. <laughs> I can't think yeah, too far yeah. back. But but I'll take, I, want, I mean, if we get a draw... If we get a draw Sunday, I think it's a good result, you know, given the circumstances. So, again, we're waiting on the team that we're going to play. But, uh, yeah, I'll go for a draw. Two yeah. all. Two all. Two all. Oh, that'd what be... You... 
what do you think? Go on, be brave. Be positive. Mm. I was thinking one all. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think well, we forget that. Yeah, I yeah, I'll go with one all. Be a great result. Something to build on, and then the last cup game after that, you know. So, you know, let's be positive. Right. Win, lose, or draw, we'll be there against Leicester, won't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for me, Wednesday is uh, looking like a, a really big game and I, I really would love to see City progress in the FA Cup. You know, it'd be amazing if we can retain that trophy for a third time. Um, yeah. I think that would be really a, a big success on the on the club's part. I've got my heart set on a Christmas Cup final as well. So, <laughs> you know, Wembley, early December, Wembley, it'll be brilliant, but... I'm sure Leicester fans will be thinking the same thing. So as you say, it's going to be difficult. But yeah, I'm looking forward to both the games. Definitely. All right. Well, I won't see you on Sunday, but enjoy the game. And uh, I will definitely see you on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, you, see how our predictions did. I know. <laughs> yeah. and, right, know thanks, I'm never any good at them anyway. You know this. Neither <laughs> am I. You want to see my fantasy football team? Honestly. Awful. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, like I say, if anyone needs any more advice, get in touch with us on Twitter and we'll sort that out for them for Sunday or next Wednesday. Um, yeah, and I'll see you next Wednesday. I'm going to take care. Yeah, you too, Dave. Take care. See you soon. Hi, I'm Esme Morgan and you're listening to MCW Fancast. And that's it for this episode of MCW Fancast. We'll be back on Tuesday ahead of our eagerly anticipated quarterfinal tie against Leicester City in the Women's FA Cup at the Academy Stadium. Um, if you're unable to travel to Sunday's game against Arsenal, you will be able to watch the game live. It's available on Sky Sports. Coverage starts at 6.30 with a 6.45 kickoff. If you're outside the UK, it will be available to watch on the FA Player. Thanks to Dave for joining me on this week's show and thanks also to Charlotte for editing this week's podcast and we'll be back on Tuesday see you then